Hello and welcome to the Average Golf Society podcast. We are the podcast for all you normal golfers, hackers, casual golfers, any golfer possible, this podcast is for you. As always, I'm joined by my co-pilot, co-host, my main man, Rob. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Co-pilot, would you let me fly a plane beside you? <laughs> I was just trying to think of the guy from Top Gun, what his name is, but... Goose? Gone. Am I your goose to your maverick? In the straightest way possible, yes. <laughs> Does that mean I die horribly soon? <laughs> Come on and ask me the question, ask me the question. Have you played any golf, Rob? I can't believe how forgetful you are, Warren, because I played with you at the weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was good. Did you play with, though? We played with, with Average, Tim. Everyone will be pleased to hear that. And Shane, a.k.a. Golf and Non-Daily, who was on the podcast before. Cracking round. Yeah, it was. Great guy as well. And um, we don't really need to talk about it now, because what we did was, when we were on the... After we'd finished the round, we got the old recorder out, and all four of us sat down and had a bit of a chin wag, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. It was in the setting sun over the 18th green in front of the water. We had an enjoyable pint. Mm. Yeah, so for your listening pleasure, here's the four of us. Okay, we've just finished our round at Mill Green Golf Club with the one and only Shane, golfing on the daily. Thanks for having us, Shane. Yeah, cheers for that, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I do, I, I appreciate you guys coming down because that is an epic drive all the way from Suffolk. I hope you enjoyed the course. Yeah, uh, really good. It was, that. <laughs> it was up to scratch for you. Because, um, uh, yeah, what, what do you think of um, what the course? Like? Was it hard, easy, or...? I think it was quite varied because yeah, half of it was really open and the other half were like, in, in the middle of woodland. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. There's lots of water as well. I find like I find it's not like a long course. So no. if you're if you can hit the bar the bar if you get the ball far, then <laughs> then you're all right. But you there, know, was, there were several holes that were drivable if yeah. you can hit it far. Yeah. If you can hit like say just over 300 yards, you can drive you can drive about at least two to three greens here. We've got Tim here as well. What do you think of the course, Tim? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, like you say, very... Um... Were you happy going around the course? Uh, <laughs> happy man. I was happy with the course. I just wasn't happy on the course. No. I, was, I think I by like the I end of the front line... I was playing bandits, if I'm honest. Bandits? <laughs> yeah, Rob, Rob playing got... off 14. Are you playing off 14? I got a lot of luck. No, 16. 16 I play off. Oh, my God. 16. <laughs> he, he, he should be playing off 12. <laughs> oh, come on. I think you could be a bit lower as well. <laughs> I might, maybe... No, you're off like 37. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm off 27, but if you look at the scores, I mean, if you added those up, it's probably going to be like 105 or something like that. I don't know. So I reckon, I reckon mine's fair. But um, but if I'm playing on point, then maybe 25, 24 at lowest. But uh, Rob, Rob's shots were just bang, 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 like consistent all the time. Mm, I don't always play that good. It's probably the best to play in a while, actually. You played well today, actually. I was, I, was, I, was, I didn't think, I didn't know you you was playing, you could play that well, obviously, because I've not played with you before, but... I don't usually. But, but, <laughs> but when you said you was playing off 16 and watching you play today, I felt you were playing, like, maybe to a much lower handicap than that oh, today. Because right. you, you was playing what? You had, a, you had, you had birdies back-to-back. Yeah. You had quite a few pars. Yeah. Well, what was your score in the end? 37 points. 37 I didn't, I didn't points. I didn't count shots. That's pretty good. I mean, I, I got 29, and to be fair, like, that's pretty poo. Yeah. I was quite pleased considering I've never played here before, so I didn't know the course. Exactly. So there you go, yeah. Because, yeah, that, that's, that's another point. You've never played here before, so you don't know, know where all the danger points are. Yeah, it, it's always difficult when you go to do a new club. Like, for, for us, I mean, 
you were telling us where to go. Mm-hmm. But if you hadn't have been here, I think nine times out of ten we'd have put it into dan- like danger areas. So oh to God, speak. yeah. There's a lot of blind holes here. Yeah, actually. a lot of yeah. sneaky holes. There's there's a few yeah where, where it gets here. You know, it does like there's a few like blind shots and then um, then then there's water just so like if you can drive around 250, that there, there's water right at, at the 250 yeah, yeah. mark. So you're going in the water. Or then there's some points where if you hit it down the right-hand side, you're going to be in a bunker. So there's a few little dodgy dodgy points. But I think the guy's done really well, actually, to be fair. I know Tim wasn't happy with how he played, but... It, I mean, to, what did you score in the end? Yeah, all right, don't take the piss. That's 20, mate. <laughs> 20? Yeah. 20's so, all right. Tw- that's yeah. what I mean, because... You recovered because you only had six on the front nine, so you yeah. really yeah, yeah, a much again, better cheers, back nine. thanks for that. Well, I'm just saying, you, know, you, you right played better towards up. the end. <laughs> Thanks. Bounce back ability. You're going to play another nine now. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce back ability, mate. That's what it is. That's what was, have you ever heard? You, you heard of that sort of thing? Bounce back. Bounce Sounds back like ability. an Alan Partridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, there, there was um, there was talking about on the PGA when I was when I was watching. Um, oh, I don't know. What I was watching the Open or some shit, but basically it was like bounce back ability and I was like, you know what? It's true because when I when I go around, I, I've had a few today. I had a few nightmares. But instead of like being really pissed off, which I, I can be, and I, you know, I, I think I've even bent a uh, bent an iron. What are you laughing? I was like, at? You know what? Because he's laughing? going on about like get really pissed off. I was just thinking, I'm looking at you going, I see you all over. Oh, You've never bent an iron. You've never broken a shot. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep that chipper in my bags so when I have to like smash something up. I'm going to smash that left-handed chipper. But I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know if that left-handed club's ever going to come in handy, but I'm going to keep it in the bag. And when it does, I'm going to pull out the camera and just send it to you boys and be oh, like, thank you that. very much for this bad boy. And I'm also going to put the pink socks on that Tim has given me because they are bad boys, but he won't sign them. I definitely want to see a video of you, you wearing the socks while hitting them. I will just point out they are new socks, not worn. I've tried to get him to wear them, and he, and he thinks it's a bit too freaky. <laughs> he, he said he said she stops the freakiness there, but I'm willing to I'm willing to wear the worn socks. How did you find today, Rob? Oh, obviously, I scored the highest, so I found it quite good. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously, every time we play, we rate the course. What would you give this one? I'd give it an eight. Ooh. Ooh. But the only downside I would say is the bunkers. There's a lot of stones yes. in their bunkers. Yeah, uh, they're not agree. as bad as the bunkers at Conval. Oh, we've no, had worse man. bunkers. We've had worse bunkers than that. But everything was nice. Like the greens were lovely. I'd give it a solid um, eight just for the variation on it. Yeah, as well. and like, obviously we haven't had no food. The music's going on the course. The variation in terms of the back nine, which is now the front. I don't know if they're going to keep that. Um, how they if they're going to keep that or not? But it's it's like woodland. Yeah. And then you've got the the front, which is very much. I don't know. People do say it's like a bit linksy because it's quite dry. Mm. There's there's not many trees around. Um, it you know the fairways. Are kind of only separated from quite big hills, really, mm. and that's it. But I've always found this course hard. I don't know why, but a lot of other people found this course quite easy. But I've always found this course hard because it's short, and I think it demands a lot of accuracy, which I don't have. <laughs> so yeah. course management as well. Yeah, I have no course management, which is why I took a left-handed chipper out and started smashing <laughs> it, trying it on the 18th. When I only had to use it once, but I was like, no, I'm going to use it a few times. Fair enough. I mean, I think I'd agree with Warren on the old eight out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you said you didn't have food. I had a lovely bit of cake before the we cake started. The cake was pretty damn good. pretty moist. Oh, did you have a cake here? Yeah, a lovely little bit of oh, cake. I've been walnut. Bish bash bosh. Um, <laughs> if we'd have played, because like I said, we started on the on the tenth, which would be the new first. Yeah. I think if we'd have started on the first, and I'd have scored. I think I might have gone into the back nine. Well, what was the front? What is now the front line? Mm-hmm. I'd have gone into that with a bit more confidence because I scored quite well coming yeah. in the back. So I think the front 
well, what was the front was easier. Yeah. When, compared to what the back was. Yeah. And I think that was that's a bit more of a confidence booster. This is getting really confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> what club? What club is your local club then? When we're in Suffolk. That you guys play at? We usually play at Oldborough. We, we normally play at Oldborough, but nine we only hole, play the nine hole because we're not posh. Yeah, and they, to be honest, it's an expensive unless we go around with a member. It's like eighty odd quid. For eighty a round. quid for a round, but then I suppose we'd go to Fort Ness, but then that's not. Ufford. Oh, Ufford Park. Ufford's yeah. like fifteen minutes up the road. Yeah, it's not we're, far. We're, we're lucky. We've got like we're spoiled for choice. Really, sort of ranging from top fifty in the country to mm-hmm. knockabouts at. Uh, Courses which are decent, yeah. in like a 20, 20 minute, twenty mile radius, I guess. That's I mean, not bad, is it? I mean, they say if we were to go to Seckford, that's quite an easy course, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So like, can, you, be, can, be. can be an easy course, but then you go to Halesworth, which is a bit more challenging. Same with Fort Ness. Probably Fort Ness is probably the harder courses out of the lot round our way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think Ufford's quite hard. There's a lot of golf courses yeah. out there. There's so many. It's, like, it's sometimes it's just like I mean I know Crown Golf's got like twenty or something. Yeah. just to their There's name. There's one near me, which is probably my nearest course, which yeah. I'd probably join if I was going to join any course. Um, which have got two courses actually. They've got a links course and a lakes course. Oh yeah, so it's really good for that. But yeah, if I was to join a local course, it'd be that one. It's five lakes. Five it? lakes. Yeah. Is that one of the crap food. Well, you consider crap food. I quite like food. I got a mushroom risotto. That was a month's joke in the waiting, that, that was. That bullshit. That was awesome, because we were playing the month before, and they said, right, what food do you want? Yeah. So our mate, um, he's put down what he wanted, and he crossed his name out and put mushroom stroganoff instead of what he ordered. That was it. Sure. So then when, when it came out, he's like, I didn't order this. And when the guy who sorts it out, he said, well, actually, you did. Your name is here. And, like, we're all wetting ourselves. That's a, a month's joke in like the waiting. Rob, that Rob one. did swap with me. Rob swapped his lasagna after he did half of it. Oh, who, who needs <laughs> enemies? But he was, he was who needs mad, enemies? He was, he was good like enough this. to give me a half-eaten lasagna, so but I took it. We, I mean, we, that was our first season finale there, and that was a really good stay away, wasn't it? Yeah. That was, that's yeah. a nice, we had them lodges. That, that was, that, that, that was nice, you know. I tell you what, if this course here was nearer to us like local I'd, I can, I'd consider a, a regular fixture I would, fixed um, yeah, I would quite yeah. happy coming for a stayover the thing is the guys here I think um, like I was talking about the staff before when I, when I was on the podcast before but they are like they're very <laughs> friendly you know they've got the guys in the pro shop that are just, just nice guys and I mean I, I take my dog like, it's got a guy out here out now walking his dog I come play golf with my dog like when it's after hours yeah. I bring my dog out he just runs around Yes, I do pick up the shit in case anyone is wondering, and I don't let and, and I don't let him shit in the hole. Okay, so just if anyone finds shit in a hole, it's not me. You do wipe his ass with. <laughs> I, do, I do wipe his bum with some baby wipes, so um, I am very very careful. And don't I, be training and he, yet to pick up your ball. Yeah, and put it in the hole. yeah, and I and I use biodegradable bags. But um, I forgot what I was saying now. But anyway, come down to Millgreen. It's lovely. We'd love to have you here. You're about, you're about to play it. Sales manager will love me. He's going to give me free membership. In fairness, if we were more local, I think we'd come and play a lot more. Wouldn't we? I think mean, yeah, it's I good. <coughs> It's easy course just to come and yeah. play. Well, I hope you got some like nice footage because it is like the backdrops are quite nice when the when the thing's going down. I mean, while we're recording this, we're sitting outside um, on the bench, and we're overlooking the ninth tee and there's a, and the eighteenth green. There's a beautiful pond and the sun is setting. It's so nice. Yeah, it's it like, really nice and picturesque and stuff. 
I mean, it's like... I've got Tim's face in the way. <laughs> that improves it for you, though, doesn't it? Anyway, I don't want to harp on too much. I just want to thank Shane for having us here today. Yeah, right, definitely. Shane. Thank you very pleasure. much, Shane. Appreciate thank you, it. Shane. Absolute pleasure. And um, you are our first follower we've met as well, and our first, <laughs> not follower, should I say, first guest that we've, meet, we've met, and um, no, no catfish involved. No, he's a follower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only Tim follower, thank you very much. Join the clan. <laughs> Have you seen Tim's hair and he sucks? <laughs> it's the best one out there. I love it. We're, we're a Jeez. cult, so we're like Charles Manson of uh, podcasts. My cheeks are glowing after that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Shane. I, really nah, appreciate I, it, nah, I appreciate you guys coming down. Thanks very much. So that was us talking to Shane and Tim after our round at Mill Green. Um, probably should just get on with our guest for this week then the the main event as it were who yeah. we got who we got warren we've got emma brown she is a pga pro mm. um she's a lovely woman you might have heard of her before because she works at the same club as a previous guest um rachel who had on yeah so i was really looking forward to this chat she's a really nice woman emma um mm. and we could have talked for ages a lot longer than what the podcast is as well well uh, we we did actually talk for a lot more but we talked a lot about the solheim cup um which we're going to put out as a separate episode just because there's so much to say about it yeah definitely okay uh this week we are joined by emma brown uh goes on instagram by the name of the lady golf coach uh she's agreed to chat with us for a few minutes how are you emma not too bad thank you boys you yeah very yeah, well good, thank, thank you. you good 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 <laughs> As always, we're going to start with the same question that we always do, Emma. How did you get into golf? I was actually at um, King Down in Warminster, and we did an activities week. Every, well, every year they do an activities week, and it was I didn't really fancy hair and beauty, which is what was on offer for the girls. <laughs> kind of tagged on with my PE teacher, and we went to this driving range at Elston, which is near Warminster and went there had a had a lesson from a pro and then went to Victoria Park in Bath and absolutely fell in love with it and how long ago are we talking here I mean I don't want to know your age but you know it was yeah. this, is this at school you saying 24 years ago wow yeah just a question were the boys allowed to do the hair and beauty option or was that girls only <laughs> open to everyone I think <laughs> I think they should have opened at 21. But yeah, I think it was almost like you had a tick sheet, so you could have chosen whatever you wanted. But Not for you. So so where did you go from there then? So you um, just went with your teacher. So after that, what you know, what did you do to play more? Um, well, it was really back in the day. There was only, when I joined the county setup, so I joined a golf club and they were amazing. It was the best June, like, best thing I ever did they looked after me and then I got involved with the county and it just shows you how far we have come because I think there were only like eight girls in our county set up in the whole county of Wiltshire Wow. Uh, yeah so we've done obviously we've done quite well because most golf clubs have maybe eight or nine girls hopefully um so that was the whole county back in the day and we, we talk now about how there's not enough women in golf, but obviously it's, it's vastly better than it was um, 13 years ago. Yeah, not better, not better. So then you say you got into county golf. Like, how was that for you growing up playing county golf? Um, I loved it. I've still got some of my best friends now uh, because of um, meeting through golf. Um, I, one of my best friends, she got married, so I was her bridesmaid. So it's really nice because it's not just like, 
a couple of years you spend with them, you literally spend all summer with some of these girls. And 24 years later, I know still quite a lot of them who, some are in golf, some aren't, but it was just, uh, it was just the best childhood ever with golf. And you're getting good exercise while you're going around as well. Yeah, and it's just lovely. I mean, some of the golf clubs I've seen and been to have just been wonderful and the views are stunning. And, you know, it's just, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that? So um, how did becoming a pro come about then? Originally, I wanted to play on tour. Okay. There was a few of us that went over to tour school. And at that time, you kind of have to sign if you're going to stay amateur or turn pro. And um, I wanted to turn pro regardless of what the outcome was with tour school. And... Played really well until the last few holes and then I couldn't deal with the pressure. <laughs> and then the odd three putt appeared and I missed it by a couple of shots. So then I decided I wanted to teach. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went in the September, I signed up for the PGA and I, I did my training and never looked back really. Is the pressure still something you struggle with or was that a one-off thing? Well, every you- day I get how many times I play and I think I've played four lots of 18 this year oh really right yeah that's sad so, <laughs> and i do miss, and to be fair having watched the having watched the weekend of golf and going to the open every time i come back from one of those events i really do feel inspired again but it's just the time it really just takes so much time yeah i get that and as a coach do you kind of think you know you don't want to mix your job with your with your pleasure do you know see what i mean like after seeing someone hit 100 balls for a few hours do you, you probably does it then put you off doing it yourself you know how, how does that well, work well i think it was this the start of this year i actually decided to start hitting balls at the golf club i work at and um i was hitting balls and i've had it a couple of times that when i've done that i i, I actually now wear headphones and i kind of go in the top corners just so please people like almost kind of like please don't talk. And then mm. a guy came over to me and started talking about what I was working on and said, Oh, you're a little bit across the line or something, some like throwaway comment that he didn't know who I was. I was just hitting balls in jeans and a t-shirt and made some douchebag comment, <laughs> which <laughs> really didn't help me. So, um, yeah, so it, it's really awkward practicing at the place that you work at it really is, but I need to start playing a bit more just because I miss it. I actually miss it now. Do you find you get a lot of douchey comments or is that was that a one-off incident? Or No, no. I mean, I think for, for, for being in golf 24 years, mm. I've had, well, my first golf club, well, no, my second golf club that I was a member at, I couldn't play on a Sunday morning because I was a girl. You always got the comments of, oh, your feet are so small, you could be hung up in the kitchen ready to be used whenever you need to do washing and clean it. You know, that, that and generally what? some people mean it. I know it's just some, and that was at the age of like, oh, so I was up there, probably 17. I was getting stuff like that. Um, and how do you deal with it? Do you just sort of roll it off and just shrug, shrug it away or does it affect you or? Well, it, it used to really affect me. I'd get mini rages and then I rant on Instagram. <laughs> Painful. But I think it's got to the point now that it's really sad. I've got used to it. Mm. And, um, See, yeah, that's it something just, you shouldn't have to get used to. No, I know. But I think sometimes like friendly banter, which people get like, oh, it's just banter. And you're like, no, it's that, not. No, I know. It's really not. But. Like I, I just if they had daughters, would they talk to them like that? Would they, 
you know what I mean? It, it just is just frustrating. So is there any other sort of like sexism or bad experiences you've had like that? Like what would you say your worst one is? I've had people just say like, oh, you mentioned me on the golf course. Or you should be on the golf course in the afternoon. Yeah, just, it's just, there's been some horrendous ones, but it's to be fair, I've kind of tried to forget them. Um, okay. One of the golf clubs, I mean, when we did, we worked at the Open one year and it was to promote women's golf and it was one of those prestigious golf clubs at the Open that didn't allow women in the clubhouse. So you're kind of battling against, mm. yes, I know. Yeah. It's against the wind, really, then. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and it's a, a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> It must be a good feeling though if you're obviously you're you're a good player because you're a coach. If you're on the course and someone's giving you grief and then you, you know you smash a shot down the middle of the fairway and just walk past them, you know that must be a good feeling. <laughs> just like that's what I'm really trying to work on. If I like this winter getting fitter to be able to hit a ball again because when you get a comment, oh you don't hit it too bad for a girl. I, I think that I think that's Ooh. I don't know if that's a baddie or a goodie. I'm like, well, how do you do it like that? Um, I had that quite a few times. So, so I had a funny instant at the weekend, actually. It's not golf-related, but um, a friend of mine went to an escape room uh, with a group of girls. Um, if you don't know what it is, you try and get out of the room within an hour. And um, I said, you know, how did you get on? She said, oh, we got out okay, we escaped, you know, but we did need a few, like, a bit of help from the staff there because we're girls. And I was like, what? Because you're girls? Do you want to rephrase that? <laughs> you know, she said that she said it. It was really weird. It is like Dove did a really good advert and it was about um or you throw it like a girl or you run like a girl or you and it was a really interesting advert. Like we're teaching these it's about little girls and someone says to them, You throw like a girl and they demonstrate like a real powerful throw. Whereas some age groups somewhere along the line take everything on board and then they really something happens at school, something mm-hmm. happens somewhere that we get really like bombed with it all. And you do, you get that and you're like, oh, you, you putted like a girl and you're like, well, girls can putt. <laughs> so, so I just, no. you know, it, it's just, it's, I, like I said, I, it, it doesn't bother me anymore. But if you've got new people coming to golf and you're trying to promote golf, that's not a great start, is it? Really um, isn't. I was going to try to be a bit more tactical. Is there a sort of a, an age demographic that are more saying them comments than the others, if you catch what I'm saying? Do you know what? I, when I was when I was a junior, well, an older junior, it was definitely the fifty to sixty, fifty to seventy range. And I was talking about it to someone this morning, and like the group on yesterday at the golf club were probably, sadly, in my age bracket or between between thirty five and forty five, fifty. So it's not mm-hmm. changing. It's not like oh, it's just the old way of thinking. It, it's it's really sad. It, it really is It's still dropping down a generation and they're still finding it okay to talk like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's no. worrying, actually. I, yeah. yeah. We're trying to... Um, we've got a little girl. She's nine months. So uh, we read her bedtime stories and things. But often the language in them is like... Um, it says things like, oh, the king of the lion, king of the jungle, he's the lion. You know, he... So we deliberately change the words so it's always she, so that she always knows that, you know, a girl can be king of the, land, the, the uh, jungle and things like that. And I'm hoping if we keep that in from an early age that it'll sink in that, you know, women are better than men in many ways. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, I've, I've got an eight-year-old niece and um, I've got a two-year-old nephew as well. And 
even if you see the clothing, I know this goes on a different ball game and people go about the the pinks and the blues, but it's just even like the wording on t-shirts. So you've got like Milo wears this little t-shirt and it's like the proper adventurer and Tab's got one that says like princess and it's yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. You know, like it's just at that age we are instilling the the boy is always going to be an adventurer and the girl's always going to do ballet. Why can't a boy do ballet? Why can't, you know, why it's just it's opportunities that I think I could rant on all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like feminist, but I'm not I'm I just want that if we're doing equal opportunities and if there is like we can still have respect for each other. We can still have manners. That's not equal opportunities. That's just pure being a hu- nice human, you know, and it's sure. something goes wrong somewhere. Yeah, it's really good. And it's just something that I've only really started really thinking about since I've had a, a daughter, you know, and I should have thought about it earlier, but it's just yeah. one of those things. Um, yeah. It's a tricky one because, like, yeah. you can tell me that for the rest of time. <laughs> um, but, like, I just... I just, I don't know. I think something happens and they're just not given the same opportunities, I don't think, which is sad. Mm. Just going back a bit, you said that um, when you started playing, there was a lot fewer female golfers. And in the last few years, it's picked up. What what do you think's changed? I mean, obviously, we had the Solheim Cup this weekend. And obviously, in was it 2011 in Ireland, we had that big victory then. Do you think that helped boost it a little bit? Or is is that just clutching at something? I, I generally think um, it's a start. I think um, England golf have done wonders. England golf have done lots of um, promotions with getting to golf, go golf rocks. But I think pros are starting to become a bit more aware of it. And I think when the women members are becoming aware of it. And I think golf clubs are, are doing a lot, I think, now. Well, the ones that I've been at have really started to do a lot to promote more women and girls and just families in general I think that that's what goes wrong is you kind of presume that it's always the father and son event or you mm-hmm. know it, yeah. it can't be the father daughter or the mum and son or the mum and daughter you know it's but golf clubs are starting to become a bit more wise to it and I think that that's making a massive difference so just like going back to your you getting into being a pro like so talk us through how you become a pro and what you sort what you have to do uh, so to become the like to do the PGA route, you have to be off a certain handicap. Um, or if you, I think if you're a scratch, you don't have to do this. It's called a playing ability. So you have to play two rounds to a certain level. Um, okay. You can play golf, and then you basically do. It's like distance learning, but you're part of Birmingham University, so it's a proper degree. It's not like some mm-hmm. random little bit of paper you get. It's a proper Birmingham University three years. Um, every year you go up to the Belfry for a week to do your residential mm-hmm. and then you do assignments and exams at the end and you do um, like a practical exam at the end. So you have to do it, give an actual lesson and be marked on the lesson, which mm-hmm. is quite scary. Um, I yeah. remember <laughs> quite a long time ago, um, but it's, yeah, it's a really good, it's such a, it's so good now. It really is. I mean, they do, they do loads of different avenues. It's not just that if you want to coach or if you want to play, you can be like director of golf. Um, mm-hmm. psychology side you can go into any avenue that you want to really now because the training is really solid so so when you were going through all of that was there um, many other female golfers doing the same course as what you were doing um, on the week that I went there were maybe six 
out of how many? Probably 80. Wow. It's good mm. number. That's really good. <laughs> I mean, for instance, we, there's like a coaching conference in January, I think it is normally. So uh, me and like my, one of my best friends, Tiff, she's at Thornton, Sam's. She's done all of her training. She's like up on coaching and she's amazing. Um, so two of us walk into a room, 350 people. I reckon there were 12 girl pros. Great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think someone says. <laughs> and is that representative of how many female pros there are in the country or or is it just that they don't attend the events as much as the men do? Um, I think there's probably 80 mm. women or WPJ members. I think that's it. There was not many. And uh, um, yeah, I just think it's good because I think there's more and more assistants coming out and I think there is more doing their training. But it's it's always... You know, if we can get 10%, we're doing really well. Um, but that's fine. I think we've all been used to it as juniors that we are, we predominantly play with the boys because that's what always happened. So I mm. think we, girl pros are kind of used to it, I reckon. So we don't find it. I mean, the boys have always been lovely. We were so lucky. Our, our groups were amazing. I think mm-hmm. they were all welcoming. They were all really helpful. So we, we've had, we had a good year when we turned pro. That's good. Oh, that's so you've also been doing it a few years now. Um, do you still love it? Oh, love you, ever, it. Yeah. you haven't had ever wobbled and thought, oh, this isn't the job for me. You, every day you go into work and you're loving it. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, I, I worked at a driving range, a really busy driving range, and I ended up co-managing it with someone. And that probably was the biggest wobble because I, I didn't get to coach. I get you. So, yeah, yeah. That was the biggest change, and that's why I ended up moving to the Kendershire because I'm now a full-time coach, and um, that's exactly what I wanted to do. It's just, yeah, it's just every day, you know, like some people go, oh, God, I really don't want to go to work on a Monday. Every day I, like, love it, unless it's snowing, and I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> so that's where was that you're currently working? Yeah. The Ken- the, yeah. Yes. So how long have you been there for? Um, well, bizarrely, it came up in my timeline that this is now my fourth September, so three and a bit years now. Yeah. yeah so, so you're really enjoying being there then? Yeah, no, it's, it's it's crazy how quickly it's gone. And I think that's obviously a good sign because, you know, people wish time away and I really don't there. I think it is, it's just a really pretty place. It's really welcoming mm-hmm. and it's really like modern thinking, which is fab to be at. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how, how do the members take to you being a, a female pro there would the good thing well sarah claridge who was the pro there before me she mm-hmm. was one of the ones that started she started 20 years ago when it opened so it was really fab because she was kind of like the one that was there before me and mm-hmm. she helped me get the job so i kind of stepped straight into her shoes a little bit okay but must say everyone has been everyone's been lush everyone has i, I don't think i've had any I don't want to use the word run-ins, but um, I don't think I've had any issues with any of the members. Well, not to my face anyway. So, you know, <laughs> who knows? How many, how many pros do you have there? Oh, uh, so we have um, full-time coaching, two, uh, and then we have another two and an assistant. Okay. Yeah, quite a lot. And do you tend to just look after the ladies or is it fairly split? 
I would actually say at the moment, so in groups, I teach mm. loads more women, loads yeah. more. But individuals, I reckon it's probably a 60 or 70 split for men, teaching more men. So you, uh, obviously we've spoken to one of your students, Rachel, mm-hmm. who is absolutely lovely, by the way. Yeah. Oh, she, um, said, she said some lovely things about you as well. Yeah. <laughs> and she, <laughs> and um, she mentioned your roll-up lessons. Um, how are they? Like, how did you get into doing them at your club? Um, so I did them at the driving range I used to work at. So okay. used to every Wednesday and Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so ten o'clock always used to be the ladies. Eleven o'clock used to be the mixed. And mm-hmm. I, so I did that for basically about six or seven years over on at the range, and then brought it over. And pretty much everyone that came from the range is now back over to the golf club um, and just kept progressing them really. So do more evening sessions now for the, like women only, but I do mix as well. So it's not just like I just try and cater for women. I try and cater for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and next year I will probably do more because we've almost had um, like a, a, a level that we can't cope with anymore. So we have to do more next year, which is great. Wow. That's really good. Mm. So obviously you're getting quite a lot of takers for your roll up. I mean, like, how many on average? How many women or mixed would you say that you have per session that you have? So on a Wednesday evening, we're getting anywhere between fifteen and twenty-five women on a Wednesday evening. Oh, great! Um, yeah, on a Wednesday. So I've mixed the two Wednesday mornings now, just to make it half ten. So it's like mixed now. Um, some days we get like 20 come to that. Some days we get like five or six, but that's the good thing about it. It's not, it's not, you don't have to come to all of them. You can just dip in and out. You can mm. do whatever you want, really. Um, What's the uh, the retention like um, for a new person that comes? Do, do they generally keep coming, coming back, become members, you know, that sort of thing? Or the touch wood. Yeah. Yeah. They've, I mean, it, we, we, we lose a few because people move away or. Yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Golf's a tricky sport. I think some people think it's going to happen quite quickly and instantly, and they get frustrated with it. Um, mm. And then it does their head in, and then they find something else. So you might find that they've taken up um, like cycling or tennis or gym, or mm. they've just lost time because they've had families. So we, and that's cool. I can deal with that. Um, yeah. So most of the time, it's good, and it keeps getting added because. People, word of mouth is really good as well. So, yeah, we, it's doing all right. It's doing good. Do you um, do you advertise your roll-up on social media or just in, in your club or in your local area? Like, How do you go about advertising that to people? Um, I started doing it last year on Facebook just because uh-huh. a lot of people I know use it. Um, got WhatsApp groups as well. So got like 9,000 WhatsApp groups as always um, and so every week I put stuff on there about what we're doing and some people share that um, I do the odd bit on Instagram but I think most of the people that I teach who would come are probably on Facebook but I do it on my website I've got like a, a try and put a calendar in there that you can download so yeah try, try and put it on different places different formats and just to give people an opportunity from different age groups, really, to, to see it. So if anyone listening is from the local area and is interested, what, what should they do? Should they email you? or? Yeah, email is pretty up? bad. So we can just start the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
yeah, sometimes it's finding out what the person actually wants. Like sometimes if it is, if it's social, if it's, they really want to do this with their golf or they want to meet new people. Yeah. It, just a conversation just to make sure they know it's okay as well. So the amount of people that are so nervous before they come and don't even come because they are that nervous, um, mm. that's kind of quite scary, which hopefully they'll find that I'm not that scary. Imagine me as Josie Bloggs. Hello, um, I, Not bad yourself. Um, so I want to come to your roll-up session. What do I need to bring with me? Nothing, because we've right. got... If you, if, you have, if you have equipment, Brill, because we can check it out, see if it fits, to see if it's suitable. Um, but if not, we've got equipment. Um, we've got the golf balls. We've got all the everything. You just need to bring yourself some comfortable shoes, stroke trainers. You can wear whatever you want within reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Josie. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's just to get you come in and, and being comfortable. We we look after the rest. It's just bring yourself. That's really good, then. I like that. That's uh, that's an even more of an incentive for people to go and have a go. Mm. But the thing is, it's like it's some some golf equipment is very expensive, and the last thing we want to do is just like limit the people that want to come because they can't afford or embarrassed to buy whatever or get given it. So we try and help with all of that as well. Earlier you said um, you're, you've used social media to put your word out there about what you're doing. Do you think social media would be the way to grow the women's game? Or do you think there's any other avenues that need to be explored? Um, social media is brilliant, I think, because it gets people to see what goes on. Um, there is obviously this false, not false, but things are promoted sometimes. You know, if you just kind of like see it and everyone's having a good time and everyone is doing this and everyone's thin and everyone's pretty and mm-hmm. you kind of want to want to promote it as like normal people do it as well. Do you know what? Mm, do, it's sure. not. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's fab that, you know, it's, glamorous and if that gets exposure then wonderful but it's not all like you know it's just normal that's what I think sometimes social media doesn't do is the normal um and that's that's what I think so social media is brilliant in some bits but it can also really break (laughs) break people's ideas of what is what is normal so I think I have a, a gist of what sort of person you're saying like if you could meet some of these people from social media, like how would, what would you say to them to change not their ways, but their how they're putting across themselves in the sport? Like, what would you say to them? How how would you think that would would better the game? If you know what I mean? I think so many people are doing it really well. I follow like the Jazzy Golfer. She's promoting women's golf and she does it really well. She and she's normal. Then you get some of the women golfers who probably who are pros who are wearing the shortest skirts and pretty much nothing you know like which is fine for like the guy that just wants to wet himself over there um but it's not really doing um, good for like if you if you're a 12 year old girl and you want to go I want to get into golf and this is what I'm hashtagging golf babes and you're like what on earth are you Mm. doing I just think like we just don't show enough of talent so like girls are just seem to be doing I don't know I really just just girls just need to hit balls and just enjoy it and do do golf you know instead of just doing all this crap as well 
<laughs> I like this. It's a good conversation. Yeah. Obviously, so, you're a huge advocate of the of the women's game. Yeah. How long do you think it would be before women and men are equal at the clubs? Each uh, major draws the same crowd, women and men's. Do you know how, how far off that do you think we are? I don't think it will ever happen. You don't think it ever will? Wow. And it's really sad to say, but I generally don't. Like, we've come a really long way. And again, I was talking to the same person this morning about it because obviously my rant on Instagram this morning. Um, I, I don't ever see, well, there's always going to be differences. And I think um, there's always going to be people that are uneducated not not uneducated in like being sexist homophobic racist you know there's always going to be that because they don't understand it and I think there's always going to be that you know and um it's such a shame but I don't you know we've obviously come a long way in 20 years or 24 years I've been playing but in another 24 years if we've then increased it by another 15 percent we were obviously doing good and that's still not anywhere near 50 50 Mm. I think uh, how mm. I, I mean you uh, the female golfer um, the the pros they have five majors I think mm-hmm. one that miss it I think they need something like the mas- the masters I know they have their amateur they've just introduced their amateur but to not have a female competition like that a, fe- a female masters is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you think the night, probably the most, well, bar the open, which I still think is, for, is amazing, regardless if it's the, the, the men's or the women's, mm-hmm. the Masters is probably the next viewed. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. It's in the world, really. And the fact it's only taken this year for them to have the amateurs there, like, why on earth? Mind you, it's only a few years since they've let women members in, I think, isn't it? I think. I think they've only got two, I think. And I think one of them is Condoleezza Rice. Um, yeah, I know this. Yeah, he's a he was a politician anyway, but yeah. I don't think there's. They should just um, do it. I don't get why they're um and ahhing about it. You know, it, just just next year, say the women are having their their a masters here. Just what? There's not even a question there for me. Mm. It'd be good to see who is the stereotypical committee on that. Mm. You could guess what they would look like and who they would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I often think part of the problem is the the TV coverage, the women's game, uh, and it's a chicken and egg thing. If you if you put on a tournament fully covered, you know, fair enough, the first year it might not get as many f- viewing figures, but it will go up every year because people will get used to the players. They'll know who they are. They'll become icons, you know, like like a lot of the men are, and then it will draw the audiences. But you've got to you've got to put it on to start, haven't you? So I worked. I had to work yesterday morning, and then so I was off in the afternoon. Mm. Um, but there was no, I mean, it was on like 4.07 Sky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like well, after that, I think there was the Formula One, the cricket, 85 games of crap football. And then it was women's golf. And it was like, it was on the second page, I think. So you're not, you're not getting great. Co- I mean, the coverage was brilliant. I think Sky did a really good job, but there's nothing on the BBC. The, even the Women's British Open is on for about 20 minutes at midnight when everyone's gone to bed. I mean, it's just mm. horrendous. And this day and age, I do think, like, if you take Wimbledon, how good is Wimbledon? And how good yeah. is that? Yeah. What the women do and the men do. And, like, why can't we run events that are, like, the sixes? Like, that, that is an amazing event. It's, 
it's 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 something needs to change and I, the, the someone needs to really take hold of it before the ladies european tour goes down the tubes or whatever because it's not getting enough and that's why everyone's moving to america which is just really sad it's sad that a lot of these female pros can't mm. make a living on the tour mm-hmm. you know it's, they're just not getting enough um, earnings out of it it's mad really mm. well the scary thing is i spoke to I spoke to one probably, I spoke to a couple of girls on, they're on the Ladies European Tour. They've been on it for a few years. They cannot even get free golf shoes. They can't even get free golf, like balls or free golf clubs. They have to pay for their equipment. So if you go to the Open and you see like every, every hanger on from the men's world, is coming out with hats, is coming out with gloves, is coming out mm. with clubs. Like one guy I watched during the practice round, he got his whole set of clubs regripped. A girl would have to pay for that unless she's probably in the top 10 of Europe. Mm-hmm. And like you just think, what the hell? What is so, what do we have to do for these girls to then earn more money to, you know, it, it's just, there is, like you said, chicken and egg scenario, but there needs to be an influx of money to help these girls because they're going to come out of it soon or move to America. And then we've lost them from this country. Mm-hmm. Trouble is aside from just sitting here and, and moaning about it, like what can we, can we do? What, what can I do tomorrow to go out and get the women's game better appreciated? I think there's, there's a stigma with golf clubs that um, like you can't go into golf clubs because it's full of men and it's elitist and it's full of rich people. Um, so until we get rid of that and get rid of the, not all men are the same. And this is not, I mean, like literally it's probably very minimal in, in the 24 years I've been playing, I've probably met five men that I really would have thrown my drink over. Um, it's the vocal minority, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's just to try and get like women to realise that. And I think it's to get, men to bring their wife and girlfriends along but not bloody give them as much information as they want to chuck at them as well mm. <laughs> um, yeah and I just think it's just giving them the opportunity to, to realise golf clubs are quite a nice place to be and they are fun and they're not just full of loads of old people that they're just old <laughs> I think most people like, I totally agree with you 100% on on all of them points mm-hmm. Um and it's something that I do actually feel quite strongly about as well, especially from where I live. One of the golf clubs is a bit, not how to do, but a bit more up, up. Let's put it that way. Let's put it, I, I, Very traditional. I, tra- yeah. That's the word, traditional. Yeah. Um, and I think in general, the attitude in golf needs to change. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think it's going to happen. I, don't, I just don't know how, how quickly it's going to happen. And I, something big needs to be done soon to the point where I think it's going to take someone like the RNA to intervene. And, yeah. And, and that's what I, I honestly think that's what needs to happen is RNA need to say, right, stop doing this because you're ruining the sport and you're not being all, in, in, all inclusive. But I think that that's where it, you know, if you think that's the governing body um, and I don't know how, like if we took their committee I don't know how many women are on that I don't know you know if you think of the PGA I don't know how many women are on that committee I think it's it's it's, it has a lot of people hate to say it have got to die 
Uh-huh. Come in a little bit. Um, not that I'm saying that people need to go and kill other people. Let me just add that. Just that <laughs> like, oh. I'm sure. I'm sure no one thought that's what you meant. <laughs> it's there's still quite a lot of this. Women's golf is just you know just an added extra, and it's like yeah, put, like we just pitied upon. Which hopefully the Solheim Cup has really changed a lot of opinions because it was really lush to get the feedback I got today of how many men sat and watched the the Solheim Cup over the ashes, over the football with their daughters, wives, kids, sons, whatever. It was a lot of people watched it, and it was it was brilliant. It was really good. Well, you've you've got two sitting here. Yeah. So Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Um, I watched it with my wife, and she doesn't like golf at all, and she sat there with me. Yeah, it was good. What did she think yeah. of it? Did it kind of inspire her a little bit, or not really? Well, maybe maybe, maybe a little bit. I think she she likes the idea of women's golf, but more for the daughter. It's it's not for mm-hmm. her. But, you know, she obviously wants it to do well and stuff because she wants me to play with her when, when she's older. But um, maybe she'll play one day. When we retire, she, I expect she'll, she'll play. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's the <laughs> thing. That's that you, okay, so we're going to wait till we're 55 and then we can mm. do it together. Go to Spain. And it's like, well, why can't we do it? I'm 37 and I get to walk around a beautiful golf course at fresh air, mental health issues. It helps massively. And I think, it's almost like this embarrassment. Oh, I don't want to miss hit it, or I don't want to go to a golf club because it's full of guys, or I don't want to. You know, I don't know what it is, but like at the age of, you know, like golf is amazing for people, and it's amazing for social aspect. It's it's so good for fitness, and it's so good for health reasons. Mm-hmm. But we still wait until we're retired that we're like, yeah, I think I can play it now when I've got need a hip hop, and mm-hmm. I can't move, and but I've going to wear these lovely 70s clothes because i'm do you know it's just and everyone you speak to who wait until they retired wished they'd started earlier everyone everyone i speak i mean i started at 13 and even now i wish that was that's too well not in my head that 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 was still quite old for some of the kids we work with but i get so many people of that 45 to 55 bracket that went i wish i'd started this earlier and you just want to explain to people of that 30 to 50 bracket to just if there is any inkling whatsoever like you cannot be afraid of golf clubs or driving ranges just go to a driving range or take your mates along and just give it a go but there's something that holds people back which is very sad and restrictive i mean we went to me rob and his dad we played golf in spain last year and i've got to say there was a lot of um, female golfers there but they're all of a certain age which is like I say yeah it's good for for, for women's golf but mm-hmm. it, I bet half of them thought God, I bet we wish we started this earlier yeah mm. <laughs> I bet they would I bet they would like love it and they enjoy it so much it's really good for them it's so many people I know that golf has saved them and that's not like over exaggerating it mm-hmm. you know people who have you know, just gone through some real crap. They get onto a golf course and it, that crap disappears or, you know, not like if they do sh- awful shots, but like the rest of life disappears on a golf course and it's just wonderful. So, yeah, I could definitely vouch for that. Just four hours of just walking around. It's just like, um, it's just like, ah, oh, moment, if you know what I mean. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
the know, other thing is you could be the most stressed you can have so much going on in your brain but from the minute the ball leaves your um your club to it land and wherever it lands on the green or wherever you can't think of anything in that in those few seconds like it's impossible to think of work because you're you're just watching the ball fly and everything leaves your head it's really cleansing agreed to 100 percent do you feel proud, Emma, that golfing for women has increased during your tenure as a coach? Um, yeah. Oh, it's um, it's really lovely when you have done, like, let's say our roll-up for mm. six, seven, eight years, whatever it is, and there's been, like, splinter groups that have come off of that and are, like, generally best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both men and women I've like there's a group of guys that's probably a, there was originally about 20 of them that came to our roll-ups originally no one knew each other and they, they've got their own society they go and play different places and it's just so lush to see it's like they have such a ball when they get together and it's it's like they've known each other for years and some of them have only known each other for like a few months but on a golf course you get to spend a lot of time with people and I think mm-hmm. you can learn a lot about people and you can certainly tell who you're meant to be friends with, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm so proud of my job. And I'm, you know, it's it's just really lovely to see new friendships grow in. And because I know what I, that's what I got, had as a junior. I've had so many lush friendships that, you know, if I rang them tomorrow, they'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll come and help you or whatever it is. I mean, that's a massive bond that, you don't need to be speaking to these people every day and still have that really good bestie friends kind of scenario. Mm. That's well, really good. That's really good. Well, I think that's a really good place to end our chat there, Emma. If that's oh. right. You ended it on such a high note there. <laughs> um, so if anyone want, would like to find you on social media, uh, where mm-hmm. could they find you? Um, everywhere. But LinkedIn, well, I think I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't really understand how it works. So um, I'm on instagram and under the lady golf coach and i'm on facebook under emma brown pj pro yeah and twitter um i think it's emma brown pj pro or the lady golf coach one or other mm-hmm. nice yeah. lovely good well yeah thanks for thanks for talking to us it was really interesting i like that thank you very much emma to use your words emma it was lush <laughs> you, you say that a lot <laughs> it, the bristolian is kicking off for me but um <laughs> So when you're coming down to Bristol, boys, come then visit and then we'll go and play. I have to practice before, but yeah, come okay. out. Okay, that's really we'll kind. Yeah, I'd like to. It's a bit of a we'll trek def- for us, but we'll, we'll make it over there at some point, I'm sure. We'll definitely hold you to that. Lovely to come down. I promise, promise. promise. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, boys. Okay, that was Emma. How cool was she? She's a top lady, isn't she? Yeah, really good. She's so She's so passionate. That's what I like. Everything yeah. she says, she 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 says it with meaning. You know, she 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 believes in the words she's saying. It's really yeah. good. It's just some of the things she said. I was like, I remember sitting here, and I just some of the things she was saying. And I sat here open mouthed. Mm. I was a bit like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the same time, it's it's great. You know, we need more people in the in the golf and world like Emma. Definitely, yeah, and not just because she sports women's golf, but because she sports golf. You know, just people that passionate about it and um, trying to get everyone possible playing it. That's what we want, men or women. Yes, definitely, mate, definitely. I've really enjoyed that. Um, Hopefully, we will make our way down to Bristol uh, and have a round of her. It'd be great. 
Mm. I'm thinking maybe a long weekend next year, early. We just visit a few courses and tick off a few of these people that we've been talking about. Definitely. Fancy that, a little road trip? Sounds good. We can go Banksy hunting, actually, if we're in Bristol, because that's where he's from originally, isn't it? <laughs> You'd love that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, would. I would indeed. Uh, yeah, so if you're just tuning in to listen to Emma's podcast, why not check out our back catalogue? We've got quite a few episodes on there now. Um, <laughs> why don't you go back and have a listen to last week's guests, Far From Par, Golf Log, Dan. That was a really good chat, really nice guy. And if you enjoyed Emma's podcast, you might enjoy listening to Rachel's podcast because obviously they play at the same club and she talks a lot about Emma in, um, in, in what she says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, check that one out as well. Obviously, we've got a few more other uh, podcasts on there for your listening pleasure. Mm. Uh, and, this, you know, got any questions for us or anything, you know, just like maybe uh, drop us an email or how do they do that? Uh, all I do is go onto the normal email provider <laughs> and type in the words average golf society at gmail.com and it will go to us magically. Lovely. Uh, there you can ask us any questions. Um, if you'd like to come on, if you want to ask us, you can do that as well. Uh, yeah, do that. And we do yeah. read them, by the way. We do read all the emails. We do. Uh, what about the old Instagram? Because that's where we, we like hanging out, don't we, on the gram? Yes, and that is our only form of social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is at the average golf, all one word. There you can see we've got a couple of videos up um, from Mill Green from the weekend. Yeah. Um, Tim's beautiful, luscious locks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done the Driver Night Iron Challenge. Uh, and Rob gives us a little review of the course, which was it's a really good video, Rob. By the way, well done. Thank you. But, but just there, like, that's the same again. You can ask us questions. Uh, have a chat with us, like, um, ask, you know, if you want to be on the podcast, that's great, you know. Yeah, get in yeah. touch. When, when we say the average golf society, we, we don't just mean me and Warren. We mean everyone who, who listens, who posts on Instagram. We're, we're all one society together. We're all the average players. Yes, definitely. If you like our podcast, why not give us a little rating, maybe a little review, because it helps us, the podcast, get out there to the greater world and... Yeah, the exactly. More people we can spread the message to that golf isn't a stuffy sport, the better. Exactly. Yeah. Please do that. So Good. we are off to Winston Valley for our season finale next weekend, Rob. Are you feeling confident? Um Do you know what? After playing at Mill Green, I am feeling a bit better about it. because uh, I, I played quite well around there. So uh, so old Chris had better look out as I've got him in the final of the knockout. He's a Thursday night shanker, and he is playing well at the moment, mate. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound a bit, you know, I don't mean to put him down, but there's a lot of difference between playing around Oldborough Nine Hole as there is to playing around Wensum Valley. So I hope he's bringing his A game. He'll bring it, <laughs> don't you worry. And fighting talk. That, oh, no, it's fine talk. Hey, man, I've still got a chance to win the league, so we're both fighting talks at the moment. Mm. We're going to have, we're gonna have a, like a montage music, like walking in the hype-up music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have the old hate breed destroy everything, and Rob's gonna have the old DJ shadow. Yeah, and off we go. For our holiday, I might put together a full playlist of all the all the tracks that people have given us. We can uh, have that playing uh, in the yes. in the apartment before we before we go out for games. Yeah, your poor dad is gonna think, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ask him what his pump up music would be. <laughs> probably the Rolling Stones down him. Your dad's got a good taste in music as well. So. For who as well? He'll probably have that bit of. Uh, 
Barbara O'Reilly or something. Yeah. Yeah. What a song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So until next week, Rob, it is goodbye. It's goodbye for me as well. For.